1: All right, so 2 Chronicles chapter 20. As we know, we've been studying King Jehoshaphat, who is uh, generally known as a good king. He was a a good king indeed, who made wonderful reforms in Israel, taking down the wooden images and uh, having a program where the word of God was taught throughout the cities of, of Judah and in his kingdom. And so he was one who sought the Lord, But we did read that he got into uh, a lot of trouble, actually almost died because he had an affinity with uh, King Ahab in the north, in the northern kingdom of Israel, who was a wicked king. And he joined with King Ahab uh, uh, through uh, marriage as his son married Ahab's daughter, Athaliah, who was a very wicked uh, woman, just like her mother Jezebel. And so... uh, you know the story, uh Hanani, when Jehoshaphat got back, the seer, uh, approached Jehoshaphat and said to him, rebuke them, should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Therefore, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. Nevertheless, good things are found in you in that you have removed the wooden images from the land and have prepared your heart to seek God. And so... The rebuke came, you know, is it right for you to uh, help those who, uh, or to help the wicked and and to love those who hate the Lord? And so the rebuke was given. And he said that the wrath of the Lord was upon him, but Jehoshaphat would not really see much of the wrath of the Lord. He he does get into more trouble. However, he receives the rebuke uh, well in that he immediately after the rebuke, goes out into his kingdom, and even in the northern mountains of Ephraim, and he draws the people back to the Lord their God, their fathers. And so he was evangelizing and really calling Israel still to turn their hearts to the Lord. So it was a very uh, wonderful thing that he did. He did it from Beersheba to the mountains of Ephraim. And he also then set judges throughout the land, which we talked about last time, and uh, exhorted them to judge righteously, to fear the Lord, and to take courage and to be good judges all across his kingdom. And that's where we're at. Verse 1 says, It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in uh Hazazon, Tamar, which is in, which is En Gedi. And so we see here that even though Jehoshaphat received the rebuke and he's going about doing the Lord's work, doing wonderful things, out of nowhere, during this time when he's doing the right thing and setting things in order, yet these armies from the east come against him. And, and it's not just one army, it's three of them. And so it's, a, it's an incredible force of troops that he finds out are coming towards him. Now, you would think that uh, if he was doing the Lord's will, if he was out doing good for the Lord, why would these armies come against him? And oftentimes, that's the way it is with us and our walk with the Lord, that we are seeking God and we're, we're setting things in order and we're doing our best to do things right unto the Lord, but yet huge trials kind of can come and invade out of nowhere, right? We've experienced that, some of you in this room. And these trials come or are allowed to come by the Lord in our lives because God is testing our faith and trying to grow us in him to be believers that, that, Truly trust in Him, to be believers that are mature, to be believers that are, that are made stronger, if you will, in our faith, in our maturity, in our, in our, our service to Him, in our maturity. He just allows trials to come in for that very reason, to wake us up, to challenge us, to test us. The Lord doesn't tempt, but He does test, right? He refines us, uh, like, uh, you know, Silver tried in fire. It, the Lord tests our faith. James would say in James 1, 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Right? Count it all joy when you face various trials, because it produces patience. And one of the best attributes of a godly person is patience. Patience in their faith or in their trust in the Lord. When we were young in our walk and we faced trials, we kind of freaked out, uh, you know, a bit because we were young in the faith and we didn't have the experience of of going forth with the Lord too long. We were new in the faith. But as we've gone through our journey longer and we experience his blessings and and trials and testings, we realize that God is faithful and that he's always been faithful and the trials that he got us through in the past only prove that he'll get us through the trials that we're facing today and in the future. Why? Because we've learned. How'd you learn? Through trials. It's 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 one of the only ways that we get stronger in the faith It's by going through these trials. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to get three armies coming up against us. I mean, each to their own level. This is King Jehoshaphat. I mean, what can shake him but something like this? And the Lord knows what can shake you, what you and I can handle, what comes our way. And we know that our Lord goes before us in these trials to get us through them. So don't worry when you face trials. Know that God is going to prove himself to you again like he has always proven himself to you to get you through the trial. And at the other end, you're going to be stronger for it. I'm going to be stronger for it. Amen? It says here in verse 2, Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, "A great multitude is coming against you. From beyond the sea from Syria, and so the troubling news came to him and you know most of our trials come in the same manner right you hear of you hear of it before it hits you and uh you know how do we respond to troubling news as Christians how do we respond depends on where we're at with the Lord right I I, I pray that we like we would be like Jehoshaphat at the time when we're setting things up and and uh, and proving things and making sure that you know all our T's are crossed, all all our eyes are dotted, and 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 our family is seeking the Lord, like he told the judges, seek the Lord, seek the Lord, and judge righteously that things are good. We're seeking the Lord in our homes, and then the trial hits, and we're not too troubled and too shaken. But those who perhaps have. Backslid a bit in their devotion to the Lord, in their discipline, in their seeking of God. When they hear troubling news, you 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 see how they respond. Total, totally shaken, totally um, messed up. In the Proverbs, in chapter three, verse twenty-five, it says, "Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence, and will keep your foot from being." caught. And so if you don't read the Proverbs every day, that proverb is a good reason to read the Proverbs every day. There's 31 of them, one for every day. Think about it. If it's the third day of the month and you read that in the morning and you heard troubling news in the afternoon or in the evening, you would remember that verse and say, it's going to be okay. But if you're not in the word, you're not in prayer, you're not girded up, you don't have the armor on? The world's falling apart. No, it's not. You can, you need to grow a bit. Amen. And it says here in verse 3 and Jehoshaphat feared. He feared and he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And so Jehoshaphat's response was, you know, fear. And you you can't blame them. One army would have been bad enough. One group of people coming against Israel. But three, you know, the thought is they're coming to annihilate us. And so his human response was to fear. But this good King Jehoshaphat knew what to do with his fear. Do we know what to do with our fear? Do you know? Do you know what to do with your worrying, with your anxieties? We live in a time where, there's, where, where our society is like anxiety riddled, right? It's, there's so many fears and there's so many uh, uh, pressures mentally because of how drastically the world has changed, how, you know, dark it has become so quickly, where, you know, institutions that we basically knew had corruption in them are are blatantly, you know, showing themselves to be corrupted and not care. Scary times. They were showing little clips in the commercials and in the news of how Disturbing the Grammy show was, and I, I obviously wouldn't recommend it. I didn't watch it, but the clips were so demonic, and uh, there, there's so much talk of, of of all of that devil worship, Illuminati stuff, and it's 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 just no wonder the world is is shaken. The church. Doesn't just have to deal with everything else the world deals with, but the world, but the church deals with spiritual warfare that uh, is on a level that no one in the world can understand but us who are in the battle, right? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? But of powers and principalities, dark forces, demons is who you battle and I battle. The world doesn't battle that, we battle that. And so, fear, anxiety, worry, doubt. It hits us all. But we know what to do with it. Or if you don't know, do what Jehoshaphat did. That's the answer. That's biblical counseling right there. He set himself to seek the Lord. He set himself to do that. I'm afraid I'm going to seek the Lord. If you think about The challenges in life, as we get closer to heaven and get closer to the rapture of the church, as we get older, we live one day at a time here, you know, we often grow in responsibility. With much blessing comes more responsibility. You have kids and grandkids. You have a job and you have a better job. You have a house and you have a bigger house. You you know what I mean? Life has its challenges and more responsibility. And with that can be a lot of fear, a lot of anxiousness, a lot of worry. And I've learned in my life, I'm learning and I've learned to adapt. To adapt the amount of time it takes for me to set myself to seek the Lord so that I can handle the blessings and the responsibilities that come with the blessings in my life and the challenges in my life. They say more money, more problems. They say more people, more problems. Church is growing. It's a blessing. I want it to be a blessing. I want, and it is. And I come in, I'm so elated to see everybody. And I'm, I'm like, you know, sometimes I can't sleep because I'm blessed, but other times I can't sleep. Like there are too many people. How am I going to ever? Deal with this. And I just set myself to seek the Lord. When I don't set myself to seek the Lord, I become fearful. Think about your job. Think about your future. Think about the things that you desire. Think of the things that are challenging for you. Think think of those things that you're presenting to the Lord. Do they cause fear, doubt, anxiety, worry? Don't let them. Set yourself to seek the Lord. I've tested it. I've had anxiety, I've had worry, I've had doubt. I've sat in my chair, um, in my balcony or in my bedroom. I've been out in the woods, I've been in the desert, I've been in the mountains, and I sit there to the only one who can help me with fear, doubt, worry, and it is God. That's why he said, you know, Luke said that the Lord said, He desires that all men pray and not lose heart. Fear involves torment. And God's perfect love casts out all fear. There is nothing that you cannot accomplish through Christ who strengthens you. Nothing. But you have to set yourself to seek him. And if the anxiety and the worry doesn't go away, guess what? Repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, do it again, do it again. Don't, you know, because look, you know, so there's people, Obviously, Jesus prayed all night when he picked the disciples, right? The night before. He had prayed all night. You know, should we not pray sometimes long because there's just so much going on? And then the Spirit starts giving us answers as to how to deal with these problems of fear and doubt and anxiety. Holy Spirit might say, you know what? You don't ever eat. Lunch or breakfast or dinner, you're, you're hungry and you're hangry and you're worried and you're, you know, be good to yourself a bit. Do what you have to do. Get more rest, the Holy Spirit might say. That hour of the day when you get tired or grumpy or whatever, make turn that time into your devotional. Spend time in prayer. Seek him. God doesn't want us to live in fear. The fear of man is a what? A snare, the Bible says, doesn't want us to be all worried, all riddled with anxiety. So, seek Him, He gives us peace. He set Himself there to seek the Lord. You know, when David was in trouble, which was often in the Bible, King David in Psalm 27, He said this concerning the time when He was afraid in Psalm 27. He said, The Lord is the, my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear the war may rise against me. In this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty, the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore I will... Offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. You know, I know you've tested this, and I have myself. There are times I'm in my home, and I'm, you know, I, I feel this great sense of darkness of the world around me, and fear creeps in. And I just know, I I just seek the Lord and how he turns my perspective. Though it may be dark, though the world may have so many wicked things in it, I'm not afraid. I'm at peace in my home. And I feel, I, I honestly feel that as I grow in the Lord, that God allows me to sense darkness that he shielded me from when i was younger in the lord does that make sense yes you know what i mean i didn't sense these things when i was younger he shielded me he put, i was we weren't ready for it but as you go deeper and deeper he, it's like it's like a press that he allows like a gethsemane press that you like a grape you know or an olive press where he just wants the 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 spirit the, the holy spirit the oil of the olive the press through, where he allows us to to really sense what's really going on. Opens our eyes a bit, and it's terrifying. And you turn to the Lord and he goes, and even in that terror, it's gone. Be at peace, be still. And it's just like, man, you know, I can leave all the doors open in the pad after I pray and seek the Lord. I feel so protected. Isaiah 43, 1 says, But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, uh, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God. I remember one time going to uh, the uh, men's Retreat up at Twin Peaks and uh our <laughs> the, the room that they assigned some of our guys was was uh next door to Chuck's Pastor Chuck Smith's suite. And they had my room mixed up, and I ended up getting, no, no, not getting his suite, but like it was next door to our guys. So I took the suite thinking they wouldn't have a problem. We didn't know whose it was. It was just nicer than the other one, so I go in there and I'm, I shower. There's like a, you know coffee in there that you can make, and but this verse right here that I just read was on the wall, Isaiah forty three zero one. Fear not over Pastor Chuck's bed, and I thought to myself with all the pressure of having. To be, an, be the, the founding member of Calvary with, you know, at the time, 1,800 Calvary chapels around the world. That's a lot of pressure. That's a good first to have above your bed. Does that make sense? Psalm 94 says, uh, verse 17 through 19, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would soon have settled in silence. If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up and the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. Your comforts delight my soul. Be still and know that he is God. And so here he set himself to seek the Lord, and he also proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And that's serious, right? The whole country, the whole kingdom. Don't eat, pray, right? Deny your flesh so that... The country becomes spiritually keen, aware. Their spiritual eyes can, can, can be more enhanced, if you will, when you fast. And you're saying no to the flesh by not giving yourself food. And you can focus on the things of the spirit. And that's what it's they're using it for. It's, it's, it's a supplication to the Lord. It's a sacrifice to the Lord. Uh, Jesus, remember when the disciples could not cast out the demon from that, that man's, uh, young child, they asked him, why could we not cast out the demon? And Jesus said in Matthew 17, 21, because of unbelief. And then he said, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And sometimes our worry, our anxiety, our, our fear is so heavy that it just calls for for more, on our part to surrender, to stop all the busyness, maybe, and just sit, be still with the Lord, till it passes, until He strengthens us. Amen. All right. And so, all the all of Judah came to seek the Lord. Verse five. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, trip out on his prayer here, it's beautiful. O oh Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might? So that no one is able to stand.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m., and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God the teaching of pastor ryan hussein at calvary chapel sweet hills